Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
everybody, and welcome to the Wisdom of Spirit with Rose, that's me, and Winterbrook. Hi, Winterbrook. Hey, Rose. Hi, everybody. And we're going to be discussing this evening astral projection. We are here every week on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and... Each week we have something different. Some weeks we have a guest. Some weeks we have, well, next week since it is the beginning of, oh, my God, it's the beginning of March, March 2nd, we're going to be having our monthly meditation. And then uh, also here the topics we discuss could be anything that is spiritual and metaphysical in nature. And uh, we give you insights and discussion is including and not limited to spirit messages and guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, healing modalities. As I said, the monthly meditation, we talk about chakras, gemstones, crystals, forms of divination like tarot and runes, uh, also astrology, animal communication, and more. So please join us, as I said, every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to call in, if you're listening on your PC, and you'd like to call in and give us a comment, or if you have a question, or if you would like a mini-reading from Winterbrook or myself, or both, call 347-677-0699, and we will gladly... uh, put you on air with us. If you have a comment or a question, you need to press the number one on your phone. And um, this way we know that you want to be on with us. Me, I don't do so much outside of the show and my regular readings, except this week, Sunday, I am going to be doing readings at the, um, oh, what is it called? The uh, Hampton Inn in Garden City. I'll be doing meetings there on Sunday, February 26th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So if you'd like to, come on by, say hi, get a reading, or just say hello, whatever. I'm easy. (laughs) And now let's find out what Winterbrook is going to be doing because she's the busy bee of this partnership. Okay. Thank you, Rose. Well, you keep pretty busy. You just do it, you know, vir- uh, was it virtually from the computer a lot. I kind of go yeah, out. I'm not and, out in the public a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do the flip side. So you and I cover I all like to our, hide. <laughs> yes. Um, that's what makes us work so well. We come from it from two different angles and cover everyone, we hope. Um, yeah, it all okay, covered, so- yeah. Coming up, uh, the beginning of March, I'm going to leave you (laughs) and jet down to Florida where I'm doing a public demonstration in Jacksonville, Florida at Cypress Village and then a small gathering that's, you know, about 15 people um, for an evening of spirit communication on the 10th. I'm back in New York and then I'm teaching mediumship development at Voice of the Soul Healing, which is located in Old Bethpage, New York, March 21st, Tuesday evening. It's a one-shot class. I usually run the classes in series, but this is just a one-nighter from 7 to 9. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, April 4th, I'm at the Williston Park Public Library, which is a great, great library. I was there last year. It is the coolest thing. It's like a three or four story building. You've got the police department in one level, the library in another, the courthouse in another, village hall, and then they have the community room. So I giggle and say, great. I can file my papers in court and then run up and be the medium. Um, at the, towards the end of April, on um, the 21st, I'm going to be one of the five psychics for the Eyes of Learning Meet the Psychics Night. And i privy to the other psychics who will be working that night. It will be Rosa Ventura, Ronnie Todd, Dee Cologne, and, of course, Daniel Ackner. So we're going to have a great energy buzz between the five of us and for the whole room. So come on down and enjoy that. And Sunday would be the spring uh, festival where I will be volunteering for the Eyes of Learning and doing a couple of hours of readings, which you can purchase, 20-minute uh, readings for a very low price, all the funds being donated to the Eyes of Learning, which is a not-for-profit metaphysical learning organization. That's, I think, the oldest one on Long Island. 
So those are my events for the next couple of months. I do have additional events up, including our visit from the world-famous Sandy Ingham coming from the U.K. and staying with me in Northport and doing some joint demonstrations and teaching a workshop, et cetera. Um, her private readings are now waitlisted. Uh, but check out my calendar on my website, winterbrookmedium.com, and see if any of the other events interest you. And thank you for tuning in tonight. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, now just before we went on air, I was I was grappling with. Today's been a weird day. I have been uber energized, followed by feeling like I got hit in the head with a two by four. But every time I would take a break and go to like rest or take a mini nap, thinking that spirit wanted me to take a power nap, that wasn't working. So during one of those episodes. I heard, ask Winterbrook if Sandy's totally booked, because she is, and you just said it. She is totally booked. She's waitlisted now, huh? You, you, you got the last appointment, Rose, because you know what? Hey! Even though we're mediums and, and psychic mediums, we actually benefit and like to get a reading from our colleagues, uh, same as you. So you got the last one, Rose. Wow, it's a good thing I told you way ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okie dokie. So tonight, let's see, we're discussing astral projection. I remember the first time I did it, I didn't know I was doing it, and it scared the life out of it. No, actually, I rather enjoyed it, but someone said to me, and just in talking, and someone said to me, oh, you astral project? I said, yeah, it was great. And this person said, you have to be careful with that because you may not make it back into your body. That scared me. Yeah. So I, know, kind of, uh, I kind of kept a really good tether after that and didn't do it so willy-nilly and made sure I was aware and grounded and, you know, put a lot of things in place to make sure that I could get back in my body. Okay, so and just so I can... Um we can make sure you can let go of that fear, which, by the way, dear, uh, I wonder if your um, your ubermanic versus exhaustion has something to do with the upcoming solar eclipse on the new moon this Sunday. I'm uh, sure it does. All right. New moon is I, I wanted to kind of mention that before we get into the actual projection, because if anyone's trying to manifest uh, solar eclipse energy, tends to give us uh, amp up our, you know manifesting or intentions in the energy. So tap into it and uh, also be aware that there will probably be some folks leaving your life <laughs> for good that will oh, yeah. be there. So yay. Um, okay. So, that's so we're coming up on a, on a new moon, correct? Yeah. It's the day you're reading. So you're going to have really good readings that day. The energy is going to be It's going to be a good day. And usually with me, Three days before and after a new moon or a full moon, my energy is like crazy. So, yeah. Well, we're there. I mean, it's Thursday, and then this is a solar eclipse new moon, so it's it's a little bit more intense. Um, but back to the astral projection, you know, as with almost every area in uh, paranormal or um, metaphysics, there's a lot of fears, and a lot of these fears come from teachings people have absorbed when they were young, and unfortunately, they give them life. Now, when I first started consciously astral projecting, like, you know, trying to do it, because uh, I had done it a couple times unconsciously, the first thing I did was try to break that damn cord. I visualized having a a hammer or an axe, it wasn't going to break. So cause before I told people to check it out, because it was really a cool thing to do, I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to put them at risk. So your cord's not going to break. It's not going to break if you go to your next room. It's not going to break if you go over to China, okay? Your cord is going to break, and the cord I'm talking about, of course, is what uh, clairvoyants refer, uh, refer to as a silver cord. And when you pass out of physical life and you die, okay, and you transition um, to the spirit world, that's when it severs. But you're not going to break it from astral projecting because it's just an innate ability that we have um, by virtue of that we are souls having an experience of physical body. So you're not going to injure it or break it by using 
astral projection. Um, the second thing, you won't get lost because you all have guides, okay? They come with you. You hire these guides. You come to an agreement before you are incarnated when you're, back, when you're up in um, the spirit world. And they will be with you. You might also recognize some of your deceased loved ones traveling with you when you actually project. Um, and, you know, they're going to make sure you get back. The problem is people have a panic attack because, you know, you're a little bit conscious when you're doing this. And they can create uh, those panic attacks, their own fears and their own psyche can create what they think is an inability to get back to their body. And it's just, if that happens, just say, this is, let it go, make believe. Um, of course I can get back. You just say, I want to be back, and you go back. That's just the way it works. But you need to own that, you need to believe that, and then you'll be, you know, very comfortable doing this. Yeah, and I have to interject. My first experience was when I was 17. So I didn't know that much, and, you know, it was like, it was a little scary, but... Uh, Half of it was wonderful, and it was like going into a whole new world and experimenting and, you know, the wonder that this is going on, and the other part was a little bit scared. But, uh, yeah. Right, and you know what? If you hadn't read somebody else's fear when you started trying to find out what that was, you would have proceeded, you know, if you talked to someone like me, they said, oh, no, you're perfectly safe, your guides with you, go on, have a good time. Right, you know, right, because I feel had- what I person said, oh, my God, you have to be careful. That's a fearful person. But that was yes. the first person I had I had spoken to about it. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, your guides are with you. Um, now, let's say you do have a little bit of a fear. That's fine. It's perfectly healthy, uh, especially with new things. So take an extra precaution. Put yourself in a white bubble, all right, or, you know, ask Call in one of the archangels if you like to work with angels or a regular angel, just, you know, an angelic being to um, enfold you during the trip. And that would give you a level of confidence and, and security. And that should, you know, take care of it. Because the other thing is one thing you do need to be concerned about when you're actual projecting is your state of mind like attracts like and you're going into a world that's uh, it, there's a lot of thought forms and you create your own reality with thought so if you go into an astral projection and you're very fearful you're going to vibrate at that energy and that's where you may end up going to a more fearful plane or level and you may see things that frighten you do you understand if you go into a national projection with complete confidence, you're going to be fine. It's, it's um, inherent in you as a spiritual being to be able to do this. Uh, you're going to be having a very joyful experience. You're going to be attracting higher level, higher vibrational energies. Um, and, you know, that's where a lot of people get frightened. They go into it frightened, so they see frightening things to their psyche. They come back, remember them, and they tell other people. <laughs> when if they just kind of let go of the fear when they went in the first place, it would have been fine. Okay. Um, I myself, I mean, the first time I, I remember Ashel or jumping out of the body, uh, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was about seven. I was singing... Um, in the in the Christmas concert in, in elementary school, and um, hark hark the the bells ringing, hark the bells ringing. What's the name of that Christmas song? Do 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 do. No, the bells, the chiming of the bells. Do 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 do. Oh, the chiming of the bells. Yeah, whatever that song was called, like, it doesn't come to mind right now. But you know, thank you, menopause, that does does these things to you. Um, and I, I was standing on the bleachers singing, and then that the, the certain tones were hit, and boom, I went out. And then I came back, and I didn't know what happened. I just knew I wasn't um, consciously <laughs> there the whole time for that song. Um, so that was a taste of it. And then I didn't really start consciously doing it again um, un- 
I've met you do it at night when you're sleeping, but you may not remember it, which was my case, until uh, I started really investigating and unfolding my uh, psychic and mediumship abilities about, I don't know, 15 years ago. And um, I've gone all over. I've gone to the lower levels because I want to see it. I'm very um, curious. And uh, without one night, and I knew I was in the lower levels because it's kind of murky, et cetera. You have kind of weird things. You know, when people have fears and they can create thought forms and they end up in the astral plane, none of which really frightens me because I just don't have a fear of it. Um, but I, I ran into a fellow who just died. I didn't know he died. It was a, a attorney, um, and I knew his brother. And, uh, and he was after and his brother. And you obsessing over the song. Pardon? You have me Pardon? obsessing over the song. Was you, it you, Carol you, on the Bells? Carol on the Bells, that's it. And honestly, when I play that song, especially with the Celtic Women rendition, um, that can send me out again. It's, it's just the, the, the uh, tones in that song. But, um, yeah. Well, then we won't play out. this. We don't want it out in the middle of the show. Yeah, that's it. I'm going, baby. I'm going. The crown shot. I'm getting back here. I'm getting back here. That's it. I just felt my crown chakra just open because when I why project, I go out through the crown. Oh, I love so, that song. Yeah, that does it for me. There's certain songs, certain oh, Irish tunes too. Uh, but what was I talking about? All right, to so the lower levels. So none of this stuff can hurt you. Um, and as long, you know. If you have any fear that you can get negative attachments or, you know, it's it's spooky, just ask the angel to to unfold you when you go, and then you don't have to worry about it. And if you're not worrying about it, you shouldn't shouldn't be thinking about it. You won't attract any of that. Um, You know, and you can go to all different levels when when you're astral projecting, not only to the lower levels. You can go to the higher planes. You can meet teachers. um, And you can also go to places uh, here, like, you know, um, I've had numerous occasions where I just had one of my students, I don't know if she even realizes she did it, Uh, it was last week, I was standing in my kitchen, and I just felt her energy, and I kind of looked, because I have psychic sight, and I I could see her walking around my kitchen, Um, but it was kind of funny, I don't even know if she realizes she did it, I didn't bring it up, but we were actually doing an exercise in remote viewing and actual projection last Wednesday at the, te- at the class I teach. So I think, you know, her guides were kind of warming her up for the um, class because she did, in fact, leave the body during the class because I set up an exercise and see if they can project somewhere to see, to, uh, see something. So I'm aware of which students leave, and then I go down and I check it out. So you can also, you know, go to other places on the earth plane using astral projection. This is when some, a friend of mine asked me back in 210 if I could help him find something. And I remember saying to him, what do you think I am? Because up until that point, I really didn't know I was a good remote viewer. I hadn't really put any attention on it. But he was desperate. So I said, okay. And I called upon my astral projection experiences, and just went. And I was amazed because I was in his apartment and I was in the different rooms, and then they took me to a piece of furniture and yada, yada, yada. As a result, I told him what I saw. I said, what you're looking for is here. And he confirmed. He's like, I think it was the next morning or later on that evening. I found it. Thank you so much. So he asked me like two more times after that, I lost this, can you find it for me? (laughs) But I find that it's kind of similar, and now at this age, uh, I'd say the past maybe six or seven years, I've been hopping back and forth from 3D to 5D. And that's, to me, I would call that consciously astral projecting because I decide when I want to go and when I want to come back. See, my first experience, I just kind of slipped out. I was not intending to astral project. 
But right, that was, that's called the spontaneous, and that generally happens to new projectors. I had the same thing happen to me. In fact, I was standing on the platform of a spiritualist church where I was the student minister of all things, and um, we had the president of the NSAC visiting doing the uh, service. And I'm standing on the platform with her, and I don't remember if the minister was there. It was somebody else. Um, the energy was really high, and all of a sudden I just went out. It was a spontaneous. Um, and I got back. And all of a sudden, I jumped. I said, "Oh my God, Leela, you didn't you didn't say the the closing prayer because or the benediction because we were already singing and you're supposed to say the benediction. But she had. I just missed it because I was out. And then the same person visits a year later to do the service. I'm sitting in the congregation, and once again, I went out. And she then she's coming to give me a message. I was actually in Florida. I was on the earth plane, but I was with someone who kind of pulled me, and I, I went. So my body was there. She's trying to get, and I was half like, all right. She had to announce to the congregation. She said, she's fine. She's just in another room <laughs> right now. So she gets a message, but she's not going to react, and no one startle her. And I'm just like, eh. <laughs> and I was, you know, elsewhere. Um I, I like, but those those were examples of spontaneous. I wasn't intending. I had no idea it would happen, and it did. But again, I don't have a fear of it, so it was fine. But somebody who would be fearful would probably have a bad trip. And on that, I hear we have callers, so I'll, I'll quiet down. Yeah, we do. Um, as a matter of fact, Sunny, I I heard Daniel speaking one time. Now, you know, growing up, his family, his parents embraced his abilities and everything and I thought that was so wonderful because in my family it was the reverse my mother was like oh no 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 shush, don't talk about it don't whatever and it was, there was a lot of fear and I developed a lot of fear from my mom and I spent a lot of my adult life releasing it and getting rid of it because it, it doesn't really serve a good purpose but um, yes, yeah. who knows when you grow up around fear you take it on yeah, we didn't then talk get rid about of it. music, and I was shut down growing up. So I did not absorb any fears about it whatsoever because it was just never discussed in my home. And honestly, with the way my father was, you know, there wouldn't have been any fear with it, even if we had talked about it. So I, I was blessed in that respect. That's what, you know, I'm too dumb to have any fears is what I used to say. I'm not really that dumb, but I just, I, I, I don't have a fear of any of the crap I just don't. Anyway, moving on. Moving on, we are going to take 303. You're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook. Who are we speaking with? Hi, this is Marilyn from Colorado. Hi, Marilyn. Hi, Marilyn from Colorado. Hi. Hi. So thank you for um, this really fascinating show. Um, My question may be a little bit more mundane. I hope you don't mind. Um, but I am interested in understanding how my um, soul interacts with my being here in this, you know, third dimension physical plane on a regular basis and how I can strengthen that connection. And I'm not sure if, you know, I I do meditate. I am, um, I read a lot of um, spiritual literature. I, okay, dear, I just know. need you. I, there was one word I didn't get. Did you say foal? Yeah, did you say foal? I said baby horse. Soul. Soul. S. S O U L. Oh, soul. Okay, yeah, we both heard foal. Sorry, that's why I thought you were going to be talking <laughs> about animal communication. Um, okay, so your question is how um, could you strengthen your connection, connection. between. Um, my my soul and my my uh you know this my being in this third dimension to kind of increase my understanding you know and raise my vibration yeah okay so first you you do understand that you are at all times connected with your soul yes i do i do okay. secondly it's just a matter of uh quieting down your conscious thoughts and um any other energy you're making in your physical body that might be um, interfering with the line of communication 
between your soul and your conscious being. When I say other energy, it's because sometimes you can feel your soul. It's not just hearing your soul. You can feel it. And you are doing the number one thing you should be doing, um, actively uh, incorporating meditation, which is, is, you know, quieting the thoughts to strengthen Mm -hmm. the connection between you and your higher self or your soul. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, you're doing what you should be doing. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing everything right. The other thing you might want to do is uh, check in from time to time with your solar plexus because that is your seat of intuition, and that's what I call your internal GPS, and it guides you. Same way GPS in a car guides you from point A to point B, when you you do this in meditation or even if you just want to quiet your mind, take a few deep breaths, and as you tap into that solar plexus chakra, um, the GPS in this instance stands for guided perfectly by spirit. You will be able to communicate with your soul and possibly receive messages that spirit wants you to have regarding you, yourself, your past, your life, and your soul connection. Okay. Now, I just want to add to that. You do you you understand that at all times your soul is aware of you know what you're saying or asking. It's yeah. like mediumship. It's just it's us in the physical state receiving the response. Um, I'm getting an image to give you. Um, it's a very common image. It's a it's it's like a beautiful being in a white gown, with mm-hmm. the line going up through the crown chakra, and um, you know a circle representing the higher self that it's connected to. It's quite a common image that you see, and I almost feel like you should acquire one of those. Do you understand the image as I just tried to describe it? I do. Okay. I do. And. Um, have that, you know, you don't have to get, you just, maybe you can print it out from the computer on an 8 by 10 piece of paper and um, almost like look at that as a trigger for you to uh, quicken the link. Okay. okay. You could even use some sacred geometric symbol or some mm-hmm. other sacred symbol. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's whatever your intention is to make that your uh, switch, where you just really focus on that mm-hmm. and try okay. to get it, you know, print it out, and then eventually, you know, you won't. It'll be etched in your memory, so you'll just visualize it in your mind's eye, and that will be a trigger for you. Try that. Okay. okay. Thank you. And the the idea is that the fullness of that energy or that power coming through me will allow me to expand my consciousness that's what i'm thinking is that what you would how you would characterize a connection basically yes okay yeah okay. whenever you're the more connected you're linked, you are to your soul the more conscious you are yeah the more conscious okay good well thank you i appreciate that uh help and that you're welcome thank um, you for calling okay and thanks for listening thank my pleasure dear God bless. Have a good weekend. 916, you're on the air with Rose and Winterbrook. Who are we speaking with? Well, hello, ladies. This is Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Hi. Yeah, I really like your subject because I I feel, you know, like I can relate to it. Um, Ever since I was a teen, I've had experiences of astral projection, travel, um, going to other dimensions, um, time jumping, what, whatever, <laughs> you know, meeting angelic figures during these times. Um, yeah, um, each one's different. And um, some of them actually happened, you know, when I was just drifting off to sleep or just waking up during that time where I witnessed the room around me, but it was like another dimension. And... Um, Sometimes it was willfully, you know, where I wanted to go to a place, and some of it just happened spontaneously. And my question is, uh, number one, um, how do you make a good landing? Sometimes I felt paralyzed 
right before I became conscious. And it wasn't a very comfortable feeling. Okay, that's normal. The paralysis is is normal. Um, it's, it's yeah. It's when you're out, and then you become you start to come back in, and the paralysis. Uh-huh. You know, you become aware that your body is unable to move at that moment in your state. Um, so just know it's normal. It's normal then. Okay. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Um, you said before, Winterbrook, um, the more relaxed and the more easily you approach coming back in, the, the, you know, the more fluid it will go. Okay. So, yeah, I, it was really fearful at first because, you know, you feel like uh, you can't talk. Yeah, you're stuck there, cause you, but it finally goes away. You're right. Right. So what but, I, my way of saying it, you know, it may happen again. So you just need to 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 remember or get it in your psyche, your understanding that that's that's normal, um, and then it may not bother you as much because it's it's oh yeah this, this is supposed to happen or it can happen. I mean you don't you know you can come back without having that experience, but when it does happen, just remember it's normal so you don't get frightened. Nothing's gonna you know your body's perfectly safe. And always remember, your guide is with you, whether you ask them to come or not. They they are with you. Right, right. All right. But and lately, then, very, you know when you go to a place for the first time, and then you're going, and it feels like it's taking forever to get there. But when you leave mm-hmm. and you're going home, somehow the trip seems to be shorter, and it's not. <laughs> but it's familiarity, I think. If you've gone through it, and then you, it was the unknown as you were going through it, now that you've been there, done that, and you're coming back, and it's familiar, then it it feels like, you know, it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I notice lately now when I'm meditating, I'm actually having experiences like that with uh, being fully awake. And so... Another question I have is, how can I willfully, you know, I have these, I had a couple experiences that were willful, but how can I... Do you have a pen and paper? paper? Yes, I do. Um, There's a gentleman who's pretty uh, knowledgeable, Robert Bruce, I think is his name. He's written a couple of books on this. And then also the Monroe Institute. They've done a lot of research. Um, See if, you know, you can get their, their, there's books out there to help you. And, you know, what they're trying to help you do is willful, intent, or I should say intentional uh, astral projection. For example, okay. when I go away, um, I do before I go to bed, I said, I just, I, I come home. I come, I astral project back to my home and I check on my pets and my children. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Uh-huh. I do that, okay? Because, you know, I have a strong emotional need. It's probably what helps me, gives me the ability to do that um, because I just want to connect, you know, because I know everybody's in an upheaval if I'm not here. So it is possible, and if you um, check out that author and also some of the offerings from the Monroe Institute, they may have other recommendations of other authors um, that would probably assist you. And you're just going to practice it, just like trying to learn how to play the trumpet. Yeah, I've been kind of doing that on my own. There are a couple books that I have read about it. But um, it's not happening. I guess maybe I'm impatient, you know. Well, have patience and and try. You don't have a book by Robert Bruce, though, right? No, I don't. So maybe that's why, because Spirit made me memorize that name this afternoon. I had to look at all my my books because I was supposed to tell somebody tonight, and maybe it's you. So check out his book because maybe he's okay. got a, a suggestion that's just going to snap it in place for you. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I wish you luck, and I'll see you out on the astral planes. I'm, I'm the redhead okay. who's bouncing all over. Okay. Happy traveling. Okay. You too, dear. You Take care. Coming back mm-hmm. Two ships passing in the night or the day or whatever time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for calling, Nancy. Have a great weekend. You too.
Okay, I have a caller here, but I don't know if they have a question. It's a 516 area code. If you do have a question or comment, please press the one on your telephone, and we will pick you up. Meanwhile, we've caught up, Winter, and uh, some more stories. Go back to second hand. Okay, so you know, some people look at this almost like it's a um, a a grading scale, a scale, a scale, essentially. So you have the remote viewing, right? Which and, and the terms are used interchangeably, all right. But some people, and I kind of like the way these people do it. The remote viewing, you're just basically using your clairvoyance um, to see, but you haven't projected your astral body over there, right? And then, because I had a couple of students That's not do how that. I do it. I no, I know, dear. You're 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 doing the actual projection, all right? right? But I'm just saying there there is a school of thought that kind of tries to put this. Um, you know, it's all one ability depending on how far you go with it. So, you know, I I know a very well known psychic that was afraid to actual project, so she only remote viewed, and I just well I want to go places because she was afraid of things attaching to her because she had those fears. And and that's fine. That's fine for her. But me, I like to go places, right? Whether I'm flying on Norwegian Air to the UK or I'm flipping through the astral field, or going to Florida, right, in my astral body, in the middle of a service at a spiritualist church. Okay. Um, so then there's the astral projection where you're walking around and and you know you're in your astral body. So, And the only people that are going to see you are people with psychic or clairvoyant sight. All right? So people are not going to see you with their physical eyes. And then you can go all the way to the other end, which is something I would, I have, I wanted to develop, and then I got distracted doing such other stuff, um, which Padre, uh, Padre Pio was famous for, and that was uh, bilocation. And that's where you've got your astral and physical body in two locations. It's in other words, you, you're, you're so, your energy is so condensed when you're in the projection that people see you with their physical eyes, not their not their clairvoyance. So to right, me, that's like that's when people say, "I saw someone who looked exactly like you, or whatever," and at that moment in time, you might have been thinking of that person or that place, and actually physically manifested there while you were where yeah, you are. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know, Padre Pio would be, like, in contemplation or meditation in the monastery, and then they would see him walking through the battlefield. There's there's all kinds of stories about that. And, you know, it wasn't just soldiers with third eye. They were seeing him with their physical eyes. So that was something that, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to aspire to. I I like to, to, you know, my attitude on life is, um, let's develop whatever there is to, to the greatest potential I am able to in this lifetime, just for the sheer um, pleasure of, of using the gifts that God has given us. And then along the way, of course, using them in service. Um, but anyway, so th- there's different levels in, and, and, um, that you can achieve doing this. Right. Now, you know, I've had, um, it's interesting because on more than one occasion I've had um, people uh, actual projecting into my class. My students who had third eye, they could see the person, but I knew they weren't dead. Um, And as I said, I had a student, you know, I don't think she did it consciously. Uh, the other time that, you know, astral projection really starts to happen a lot is if anybody has a loved one with dementia. Um, the, the, you know, astral projection is, is kind of synonymous with out-of-bodies. I'm not talking near-death experience. I was just going to ask you that. They, they call it sometimes out-of-body experience, right? Yeah, astral projection is also called out-of-body experience um, or an it's either OBE or OOBE. Now, it's that's different from a near-death experience. But uh, right. you will frequently find people suffering from advanced dementia uh, or getting towards the end of life are uh, astral projecting or having more out-of-body experiences because I've had them come through with readings 
the worst is I was actually I don't like it when I'm doing a public demonstration and that happens because you know this I, although I've asked spirit to let me receive the information of an astral projection from one area of my brain as a well, my mind or my head versus my um, clairvoyance of the dead people like that's the upper right upper left for me is uh, astrals I just people don't understand the OBE part, and they automatically think the person might have transpired while they're sitting there. So that I don't like happening, but it does happen, and it can happen if any of you are readers yourselves, you know, be aware that that can happen in your reading. They can come through. Um, and if we have a they're, couple of minutes. They're living, correct? Yeah, they're alive. They're doing it out of body, just like I've had, just like my student. I knew, I saw her walking around my kitchen last week. But it was the day or two before we were going to do the actual projection slash remote viewing exercise that I was teaching in the, um, my mediumship development class. So, And she was, in fact, one of the four students who actually projected into the basement. What I did is I, I put an item on a chair in the basement below my office, and they had the job of telling me what it was. They had to go down there um, and see it. And, you know, and I kind of looked, and there were four people walking around. And then there were other students that just were looking. Like, they weren't out of body, but their their clairvoyance was looking. Okay. So but here was a really cool experience I had. And it's um, it goes to show you, <clears throat> if you ever have somebody who's passing, Right. Maybe they're on life support or the plug's going to get pulled. I know this is kind of a morbid conversation, but um, nurses will tell you that they hear you, right? And, and we have decedents that come back through messages and tell their loved ones that they were aware they were present, maybe even heard something they said. They're able to relay that through the medium. Well, I had a firsthand experience. Um, my, one of my mentors, my, one of my dearest friends, a, a former teacher, and in some respects a student, um, as well, because we, we teach and, and, and learn from each other. Uh, Reverend Patricia uh, Duffield passed away a couple of years ago, and um, they had made the decision, she was uh, on life support, that they were going to end the life support. So I had to get, you know, I wanted to go over there and say goodbye. And I walk into the room, and I was the only one there with her, and she wasn't there. I could, you know, I sensed the energy that she just was not in the room. Her body was there, the life support. And, you know, I was startled for a minute. I was like, did she pass? And I realized, no, she's doing an out-of-body. So um, sitting there like, all right, so I start sending her healing. And the next thing I know is, boom, she comes flying into the room in all her glory. And she was, you know, quite a strong medium. And I just, you know, I said, well, what are you waiting for? That was my first thing, because apparently she wanted to be out of the physical body, and she told me who she was waiting for. She was waiting for someone. She wasn't leaving until that person had what they needed. And um, we proceeded. I went into a trance, you know, a semi-trance, and we proceeded to have a conversation. Um, her astral body and, and I we were talking I mean you know I was in a semi-trance state but right down to I just said to I said you know what are you doing I was going to name you on my health care proxy now what am I going to do and she just bats back at me well a heck of a lot that's going to do because you know she was dying so she had her sense of humor and we went you know and then other things I asked her who of all those that she was leaving behind that she want me to focus my attentions on to help them with their grief um, but we had this whole conversation and, um, you know, finished, and then she kind of went back out of body to go check on somebody else in her life on Earth. So if you're with someone in the ICU, talk to them, just like the nurses and the doctors tell you to do it. There is an awareness. There's a level. They are hearing you. I was fortunate enough that I could go into trance and then receive her communication and interact. But um, if you can't do that, just keep talking because they can. So like Sometimes, like you said, she said she was hanging on because she had a, she, there, there was someone she wanted to, uh, you know, communicate with or, or make sure that, you know, she had all her ducks in a row with the... She was waiting... Person. 
she was waiting for her lover to come to terms. Right. And she wasn't going to leave before that happened. Right. And it's like a friend of mine, her mom was dating, and she was saying, you know, she looks like every night she looks like she's going to go, but she won't release. She won't release. So I said, okay, this is what you have to do because she can't hear you. You have to make your mother aware that she doesn't need to be worried or fearful of her loved ones that are going to remain. Just let her know that you're going to take care of them and that everyone will be taken care of when she's on the other side. She doesn't need to worry. She doesn't need to shoulder that responsibility. She can go on and do what she needs to do. And when she had that conversation with her mother, I think the following day, within three days, Mom left. Yep. She was satisfied. She she felt secure enough that the people she had always taken care of and loved and was worried about what's going to happen when I'm not here, since my girlfriend assured her that she would take care of it and she would make sure that these people were taken care of and loved and cared for, Mom released. We've got one more caller, and this will be the last call. 412, you're on the air with Winterbrook and Rose. Hi, my name's Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Hi, this is my first time calling in. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for calling in. How can we help you? Yeah. Um, I'm just looking to see if you could give me any insight or guidance for my career. Um... So a little, I enjoy what I do, but I'm a little, I think I'm a little nervous about getting stuck and not moving forward. Yeah, I just forward. heard, take, take the next step. Take the next step. Okay. So I don't know, is yeah, there another it, level? You're in a comfort zone, and sometimes being in that comfort zone, it gets so comfortable that you don't even think to experiment and look around and see what's going on. Um do that because they're saying uh, even though it's a comfort zone, you're a little stagnant in what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to move forward? Yeah. Do you want to take step? Yeah, and I think you know, the comfort just, zone you is start neat. Circulating like the, your resume doesn't you got to go this minute. Right, right. And I think they're part of the again, comfort zone is... Because, again, on the subject of fear... Sometimes people are a little fearful, like, oh, but if I send out my resume, what happens if I, I, I get an offer in a couple of days or a week? What do I do? Don't worry about it. You know, mm-hmm. we say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think some of the, the part of the comfort zone is me, like, needing to, like, I'm with the brand, and I would like to move up with the brand, but maybe I have to get away from the brand in order to move up. And that's a little bit, not scary so much, but I'm, I guess I'm just like, how do I do this? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, just how to navigate. And When you say brand, do you mean a particular industry? Yeah, I'm, I'm with a cosmetic brand, but maybe I need to move to a different cosmetic brand. Is there a managerial level? I saw you working with cosmetics. Is there a managerial level? In the company well, I'm the manager. I'm I'm the business manager right now, but I would like to move higher than that. Like not just being at the counter, like moving around to like being a sales and ed coordinator or a trainer. That's where I move That's, around. Yeah. Now, what like do you need to do manager. to get that? Well, I mean, you just continue to prove yourself in your current role, and then I, you know, and apply whenever something no, is available. I, okay, but there's um. With your school, I mean, are there any courses or workshops that you can take to start um, puffing up your resume that shows that you have, you know, training to do the job? Maybe. Um, um, not that I'm aware of. I mean, we're, we have artistry certifications, and I started on one of them. Uh, well, I, I accomplished one of them, and now I'm moving on to the next level. But because it I'm comes down aware. to training, moving. When I got the message um, to go to the next level, I feel like you need two or three classes 
or certifications. Like sometimes you do a weekend workshop on learning how to be um, a great uh, uh, boss. You know, these um, you can go to a local. It may not even be in your company, but you, you know, you, ha- you learn how mm-hmm. to do managerial to, uh, jobs better. Uh, learn how to handle um, employment employees better. That type of training, mm-hmm. which just makes you a better qualified candidate because you have these extra um, certifications or or training experiences. And that's what I kind mm-hmm. of feel like you need two or three, and and to definitely mm-hmm. put the resume or go for like okay, what's coming through? I have okay. So do you have? Um, would you understand a great aunt in spirit? <clears throat> Pardon? Um, a great aunt. Yeah, because I'm feeling no. like this is not mom, it's not grandma, but it could be like grandma's sister, like a great aunt. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think about it, yes. There was okay. one that I used to visit a lot. And okay, good. And would you remember she had a few extra pounds on her, plump? Because the woman I'm looking at had a few extra. Not, she had more than a few extra pounds. She was she was on the plump side, and uh, she showed me herself with glasses. Mhm. And um, I almost feel like her hair was was brushed straight, it has a certain hairdo. She's showing me her hairdo. That was important, the way she had her hair styled. And um, she's saying, I also feel she would speak her mind. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't hold back if she wanted to call someone to task about behaving mm-hmm. properly. She, she felt comfortable in speaking her mind. And she seems mm-hmm. to be pushing you. Um, I feel like she's almost saying that part of your your you're putting up some of your own blockades because you have a little bit of a, a confidence issue. And mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of weekend courses that deal with how to be an effective business leader. Okay. Oh, something okay. just to say. Wasn't there a whole type of the, you had these weekend courses? The seven. Uh, great uh, tips from highly effective people, something like that. And that kind of um, class to build your confidence so that uh, you would feel very secure in moving into a role of greater responsibility and more people under you. Okay. All right, so that's where I think I'm feeling like you need to take a couple of, like, weekend-type courses or maybe it's, like, one night a week for, you know, a, a but it doesn't necessarily need to be taught from your company. It might be at a local college, mm-hmm. a community college. Okay. It's about effectively, you know, managing departments, being a, a, an effective uh, leader in a company, employee-employee okay. relations, knowing, knowing that. So look around. You might see some of that. I'm feeling like in the fall you're going to see something that comes to mind. Nothing It's nothing major expensive. Like, you know, again, like a small mm. community college may offer it, um, and, and that may help, um, especially with your confidence level so that you'll, you know, you go into the interview, like, really strong. Okay. So I wish you a lot of luck. Thank don't you. Thank you very much. Saying, don't give up. It's coming, baby. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in. There we go. Oh, it's the did that right <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks to everybody who called. Um, I'm sorry, person in the chat room, I sent you a message. We're almost at the time we couldn't even begin to start with you, but call back next week. We'll be here same time, same place. Thanks everybody for calling in. Yeah, happy solar eclipse and new moon. Whatever you want, put it out there. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Have a great weekend. And have fun manifesting something new.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.